All right, happy Friday out there, dudes. Tonight, we've got NXT, SmackDown, Fastlane predictions. I said we would do them, and we are. We've got a little bit on the AEW and NXT ratings. Eric Bischoff to the Hall of Fame. A little bit of Jim Ross talking about uh, Andre's re Andrade's release. Wrestling Observer rates the Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa match. All that and more. You got Smart Man and, Bo and Boxman here. <laughs> And we are your dirty dudes. And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking swingers out of your bad asses all night long because you got bad asses. The only one chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you can run, Nicky Split. You can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the years of life. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. I am not. Is Bully Ray's motivation? No, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know he loves sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all above. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, a good, delicious, delicious. Come I hate God. Hit the dog. Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR.
You know, when you got a girl that likes cocaine, you should get rid of her. Anyway, what is going on, everybody? Dirt cheap dudes. I am Boxman. That is Smark. How are you, Smark? I am well. How are you? <laughs> I can speak now, I guess. I'm, I'm not under pressure. Ah. Pressure's not pushing down on you, pushing down on me, <laughs> on us all. <laughs> under pressure. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. See, sometimes when you hear that, you're not sure if it's that or vanilla ice, or you're not sure whether to get like excited yet. <laughs> I will never forget that clip of him breaking down the nuances as to how they're not the same while just making the same noises. <laughs> yeah, you are. Really, you are. Um, yeah, that's, uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, I kind of messed up the intro there, but ah, it'll happen again. I guarantee it will. So whatever. No big deal. We ain't that worried about it. So. Uh, you said you're doing okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we got right. a we got a few things to get into. We got fast lane coming up this weekend, this Sunday. Lots of cool matches going on. Doesn't look that bad on paper. We will definitely go through all that. Uh, just a little bit here. I am stalling because I had not pulled up plugs yet. And uh, we will go ahead and get those done in a second here, and then we will get the show a rolling. I guess we'll start with NXT. Um, got a few things to say on NXT. So yeah, why don't we do that, Smart? Let me knock out these plugs. How about it? All right, let's do this. Here we go. All right, and of course, I want you guys to be checking out who else but the high marks, Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz. Where can you check them out? Well, you can check them out right here, Mixler.com/slash/MetalMit. Network, that's right, Metal Mitt. Don't forget the second T when you are typing Metal Mitt Network. Check them out Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Always Eastern Time. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. You know where to find them on all the usual podcast platforms. Check out the Inhumans over there. You will not be disappointed. Get you some binge listening in. Trust me, you want to. And, of course, everything on Scripted Wrestling Podcast. Eric, Doug, Daniel, that whole cast of characters over there. They can also be found on the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, Blog Talk Radio. And Steve Milan, we appreciate you sharing the show. Letterbox, boxd.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. Over 7,000 films reviewed. And you can get us on Spreaker, Facebook, YouTube, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, and everywhere else you get podcasts. Go! Alright, Mondays, 8.30 on the Metal Mint Podcast Network. Be sure to check out your friends, my current enemies, and cheese on sports. I'll tell you why, because they've just already told me that they've decided to dedicate an entire episode almost of making fun of my beloved Chicago Bears for being woefully inept. So if you want to listen to a bunch of jerks who have probably never done any sports in their life talk about some bullshit, go ahead and check that out. I'm kidding. I love those guys. Mondays, 8.30, Metal Mint Podcast Network on the Mixler device. Be sure to check them out Sundays, 10.30 on Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Also, be sure to check out the Motor City Machine Guns, Mojo Dirk. And be sure to visit our friends at the Planet Raccoon Tour, the Planet Raccoon Tour podcast with Bobby Anthony, Papa Dave, Sincere, Yug Nasty. All 16 episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Oh, yeah. So be a pleasure while listening to them. And be sure to subscribe because season two looms ever present on the horizon. There you go. 
Oh, we hit the end of the song perfectly. All right. So there we go. Plugs are done. Make sure you check out everybody we just mentioned. We would appreciate it. And so would they. I'm pretty sure they would. So definitely go check everybody out. All right. In that case, let me pause the music since I forgot to do that. And let's get this shit going with some NXT. What do you think about that, Smark? Um, So we usually talk on Wednesday nights. We talk the good old uh, AEW. You know, we had that awesome, awesome main event. Um, And as I'm watching NXT... I'm thinking, did they just give up? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I honestly, I think yes. Like, I think it totally moved to Tuesdays. I think that's going to be the plan. Like, I don't think it was necessarily a bad show, but I just don't think that they're committed to doing anything like drastic to try to get ratings until they move to their permanent home. I mean, we got AEW out there. They're trying shit. They're doing shit. We got shit. You know, people Brit Breaker covered in blood, and. We get what? Karrion Cross and you know Finn Balor and you know we got Scarlet. Pete's boys. That 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 I mean yeah, thank God for Scarlet, but all right, I guess we'll get into it. I guess we can start at the beginning of this show. Um I like the stable name being Pete's Boys. <laughs> yeah, the not so mean street posse. Uh <laughs> Clean street positive. Yeah. <laughs> Clean street. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, we got a recap of uh, last week's, uh, I don't know, shenanigans with Cole and Balor. Um, I, don't, I don't even know where to start there. Uh, anyway, we go right, they go kind of right into it. Balor's in the ring. He's bringing up all the guys he's beat to still be champion. Uh, he calls out Cross. He comes out with Scarlet. Um, Cross says he's the real champion. Balor says, uh, you don't have what it takes to beat me. Um, and then Cross, you know, usual, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to choke you out. Balor says he's going to, no, you're just going to choke. And Scarlet said something, but I really couldn't focus <laughs> on what she... a tarot card. I, I don't know. I just... Top was very low cut. Um, Indeed it was. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, but anyway, um, we get uh, Birch and Lorcan. They come out, Pete's boys. Uh, they tell Balor they should be fighting for the title or for the uh, he, that. No, they tell Balor he should be fighting Pete Dunn, not Karrion Cross. And that's when Scarlet goes over and gets out of the ring and teases them into putting up their titles against Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. And they're, they accept because, I mean, pretty much anything that woman says, you, you're you going to do it. <laughs> I did like the way that they sold that, though, because they made some pretty funny facial reactions. She basically like, came down there and was like, you boys know what you want out of life, don't you? You're not some <laughs> punk bitches. Put up your titles. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, come on, man. That's, that's kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the women always getting the guys in trouble. That's right. Just how it goes. Just how it goes. But, all right. So there, I mean, now that, that, that. All right, so that, you, you figured that went ahead and set up the main event. So we got the main event set up already. And I'm still thinking, 
there's probably no way they're going to win these titles. And they had to put that main event against what AEW did. Amazing. Anyway. All right, Smart. We see Adam Cole. He's walking towards the ring. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly is who he's talking about. He's... Man, is my daughter screaming. He says he made the mistake of his life by costing him the NXT championship um, and that O'Reilly is jealous of him. Cole then, uh, then says he's not leaving until O'Reilly comes out. Regal, mm-hmm. Regal comes out and he's like, oh yeah, he ain't here, bitch. I love how that's been like the whole like sort of backstory of this feud is anytime somebody calls out the other person, somebody else entirely different shows up. I just like that it's been Regal coming out and being like, oh, yeah, you think you're going to do that? No! My I'm way. Not here, and we're not going to dedicate two hours of time to you standing in the ring, so get the fuck out of here. Regal just don't take no shit. I like that. I've always liked... I, I like Regal. I, I, mm-hmm. I've always, always liked Regal, but uh, Regal was a good part of the show tonight, a good part of the show. And um, you know, like I said, he tells him O'Reilly's not cleared, he's not there, but uh, O'Reilly pops up on the screen. And he's telling Cole he's going to end him. And then O'Reilly says he knows where Cole buys his video games. He can find them. And I'm like, to ever not sound tough, that did not sound tough. Dude, I know where you buy your video games. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, he's at the GameStop with Cameron Grimes. I mean, in the 90s, it's like, bitch, I know where your fucking mama lives. <laughs> now it's oh, like, I you, know sir. where you buy your video games. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what have we come to, Smart? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so obviously O'Reilly can find him because he knows where Cole buys his video games. Uh, Cole says he's going to go find O'Reilly, and he leaves. He just leaves. just walks out, basically. Uh, then we get, um, what did you think of all that? <laughs> I mean... I think for like all the time that has been dedicated to this and the culmination of what has been like years of the undisputed era, like you said, so far the payoff has been a little bit lackluster. Like, <laughs> like you just said, the whole "I'll fucking beat your ass at a phone call lane." <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you just say I'll beat your ass in the Funko aisle? Funko Land. Oh, okay. I, thought I, don't know, I don't know if they had those where you were at, but they were like, it's it's a long since defunct, <laughs> pun intended, chain of re, a retail store chain that would like sell video games that were like overpriced, like kind of the original GameStop. Ah, no, never had that here. Never. Not in Florida, neither. We had a, uh... oh man, I don't even know. Where did I buy games in Florida? Uh, Best Buy. I went to Best Buy usually. Yeah, I mean, that's always a good go-to. That's usually where if I buy anything like of an electronical nature from a brick-and-mortar store, that's where I tend to like to go. You used to go to Toys R Us, too. Yeah, but I, I think they were like kind of expensive, no? Nah, they were about the same as Best Buy. It didn't matter. But can't go to Toys R Us anymore. They're gone. Bye-bye. Woo-hoo. And that's right. Memories. Oh, that big giraffe talking to me. Anyway, uh, Ember Moon. Shotzi Blackheart, they're backstage. They're with uh, old little Mackenzie back there. Uh, Ember's cutting a promo. Robert Stone, uh, was it Jesse and Aaliyah, come up and they challenge him to a uh, title match for next week for the tag titles. And they accept. So 
you know, and I don't remember which one was which, but one of them looked like she was eight feet tall. That's the Jessie girl. Okay, yes. Excellent. Well, it really I was just... just looking at her and like, I didn't know if she had like heels on or something or fucking just, I don't know what, but she looked like she was about three feet taller than the rest of everybody that was on that screen. It's just amazing how much they've got Robert Stone looking more and more like Polly D. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just amazing. But um, again, I wish they would give him some more stuff to do because he's really a talented guy. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's, you know, not able to really go out there and do stuff, but he's more than a manager. Um, anyway, we we did say Cole was leaving. He said he's going to leave the building and go find Kyle O'Reilly. So he's going to play, where in the world is Kyle O'Reilly? Huh? <laughs> There you go. I see it. It's a bit of a what we would like to call a callback in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of Wednesday name of the show Wednesday. There you go. Um. So yeah, we, we anyway. Cole leaves. Now we get a little vignette here, Smart, for a new. Uh, they said Japanese signing, uh, Saray. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything? Or if you're Canadian, it's Suri. Oh yeah. Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Siri. That's right. I don't know what it, I, don't, I don't know what it would be in a French Canadian, but anyway, um, you know anything about uh, Saray? Not a thing, <laughs> honestly. I mean, they did a cool they, the little video package that they put together was cool. Yeah. Like they they definitely did a good job putting over the fact that she's like this international superstar, which we sort of buried by saying that neither one of us have any idea who the fuck she is. But <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well. We will definitely see, because she's going to be coming up very soon, according to them. Uh, then we get Zoe Starks versus Dakota Kai. Um, I'm still still really liking this Zoe girl. I really do. Yeah. Really like her. She's really good in the ring. Um, these two had a good match. A couple of little very slow-looking botchy moves, but nonetheless, still, still, still a good match between these two. Uh, Dakota Kai had a cool... Was that a new finishing move? Uh, I think she might have used it before, but I'm not sure. I don't it know. Might be. Draped across the top of the turnbuckle and did like a like a, like a, a code breaker on her. Well, you, like normally, yeah, I think it might be new because like normally I think she, what her thing is she does like a variation of like the GTS. Ah. So yeah, that might be new. This was a, a hell of a variation of it. So this is pretty cool though. Pretty cool little thing to see there. Um, Io Shirai came out, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez was out there with her, with Dakota Kai. Io Shirai comes out. She has a, what looks to be a contract in her hands, and she looks at Dakota Kai for a minute when she gets in the ring and then just, like, looks right past her like, I'm not here for you, bitch, <laughs> and pushes it the contract right into uh, Raquel's chest uh, that Io goes and helps up Zoe, and they walk out. So, obviously, she wants a, uh, Eo is wanting a match with Raquel. Um, looking at the size difference, that's going to have to be, I think they should wait for this. I hate to tell you. Just a little longer. Yeah, I could see that. I could see why you would want to do that. But I think that, and I guess they just want like a big match for that takeover pay-per-view. So there you go, I guess. Mm. Well, I don't think she said yes yet. 
I haven't signed it yet because remember later in the thing Dakota Kai right. talks her into doing more tag team stuff. They still have so much to get done. Yeah, well, yeah, Kai was pushing for her to have a tag team match next week, and Gonzalez is like, well, I can get this title shot anytime I want. Yeah, which, yeah, she said, I don't think it has an expiration date. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens then. But uh, to me, it looks like uh, there's going to be some, I think Dakota's going to lose another match, and Raquel's going to be like, bitch, you're holding me down. Yep, there definitely, definitely seems like they're on the fast track to that yeah. angle. Yeah, I think that's right where we're uh, right where we're headed with that one right there. So, all right. So now we go from there, Mark. We get Regal. He's told it's a problem with Adam Cole, and then we just see him walk outside. Uh, then we go to Imperium. They're getting in the ring, and it's going to be the uh, Marcel versus Champa match. And Champa just comes out of nowhere and hits Marcel in the leg with a chair from behind. Um. And we do get the match that I just said, uh, Marcel Barthel versus Tommaso Ciampa. Now, we know it's going to be a good match. Ciampa's in there. Mm-hmm. And Barthel is damn good in the ring, too. So, you know, definitely a good match. We had Ciampa. He ended up pinning Marcel. Ciampa stands up. And guess who's on the ramp? Old Walter himself. Big man Walter up there on the ramp. He strolls down, throws off his coat, takes off his uh, UK championship belt. And Ciampa does the come get some motherfucker hand. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, the other two guys uh, of, of Imperium jump Ciampa from, the, from behind. They all start beating his ass. Walter powerbombed the shit out of Tommaso Ciampa's mark. Indeed. Oh, Walter's just a beast. An absolute fucking beast of a man. He is, and he, like, he definitely looks cool, and I've seen a lot of his matches, and they're all usually pretty good. But, like, the thing that throws me is that somebody said that he looks like, he just looks like a bigger version of Dominic Mysterio, and now I can't stop thinking about that anytime I see him. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, have, maybe, oh, I, don't know. I don't know. Look at him. They have the similar face, facial features. I don't know, man, but I would love to see Walter and Lesnar in a fucking ring together. That would be cool. That would be nice. Nice to see. I'd like to see that. So, uh, Let's see. Where were we here? They jumped him. Um, uh, that was pretty much it. They powerbombed him. Then they stood in the ring while Ciampa was wriggling in pain, and they do their little Sig Heil attention thing. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the funny part. Was I, Barrett was talking about their history on commentary, and he worked very hard to distort the name of their original stable, because originally on the Indies it was Ring Comp, mm-hmm. and he said like he made it sound like it was Camp, and I was like I, I totally understand why, but I was like, yeah, you guys really probably like should have thought that name through more. Like that, uh... like there's a certain words that you just can't not associate with certain people. Yeah, Ring Camp. Yeah, Ring Camp. That's the name. Yeah. It's called Summer Camp for Grapplers. Yeah, I think that was a show on the network. <laughs> yeah, it was right after that fucking Slam City show. Yeah, for nine ninety nine. Don't forget to sign up for Peacock. Um, geez. If you have Peacock, if you already have the WWE Network, you don't have to do anything. But if you don't, all you have to do is sign up. We heard that phrase about 1,800 times. Today. That's it. Just go to Peacock. 
Just go to Peacock. You know, there's a bunch of people running around right now. <laughs> Corey Graves said cock. <laughs> anyway, um, we go to Regal. After that, he's running towards a police car. Again, we get the green lights on the police car. Confusing. Mm-hmm. Confusing to me. Um, <clears throat> it's actually a police SUV. And we see O'Reilly being cuffed and put in the back of the uh, police car. And Cole is cuffed and screaming like a madman at O'Reilly. An absolute madman. Indeed. It would to be like an episode of Cops. It, it, exactly what it was like. I swear to God, I was just about to say that when you were finished. It was like a, ba- like a bad episode of Cops. I mean, if, if, if one of them didn't have a shirt on and had no shoes on, it would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Just going, he hit me first. He hit me first. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't it do nothing. You don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> Fucking you just have Cameron Grimes like just stumble out of nowhere and start interviewing <laughs> the camera guy. Like I, see, I was, what I was doing, I was just fixing my car. I heard a ruckus and I went to go see what was going on. These two boys were having themselves a real spat. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all, calm the fuck down. Okay. <laughs> the hell y'all doing over there? God damn it, I got people trying to sleep with the camper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Oh. My grandparents, real quick, my grandparents have a camper, mm-hmm. and they don't use it, obviously, they don't use it during, like, the winter months and shit, so they park it in, like, the driveway of their, you know, by their house. One of the neighbors, and they have it tarped when it's not in use, so mm-hmm. it is, like, tarped 24-7 when it's not being used. Right. One of the neighbors, like, asked them one day if somebody was living in there. Which just seems like, A, is that your business? And B, that's kind of insulting to insinuate that you just have like a fucking little compound going on in your yard. <laughs> that's tarped up all the time and in complete darkness forever. Like literally, it's tarped up and then they untarp it so that they can pack things in and then they leave. So it's like never untarped for any longer than like maybe a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, Weeb's, we, we, Weeb said... Pretty much every episode of Cops. Even though he hits me, he still loves me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> he didn't mean it. I I started it. I started it. Mm-hmm. I did throw a beer bottle at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might not have been right, but you know, you know. I'll bail you out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We get L.A. Knight. He's walking and talking. And anyway, we see Bronson Reed coming up, kind of stalking behind him a little bit. And that's pretty much the end of it. He did the old fucking Road Warrior hawk or whatever it was. Where, like, have you ever seen that video? Somebody's cutting a promo and he just, like, opens the door and peeks out and he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> like, we have L.A. Knight doing his little promo or whatever. And you just see Bronson Reed just walking behind him in the background. He just makes, like, a disapproving face at him. And they really didn't, like, focus in on him. No, it was, that was kind of subtle. I, I kind of like that. Well, L.A. Knight's having his debut match. Now, what made me laugh more than anything, Smart, I'm sure <laughs> you were like, oh, Box is going to like this one. Mm-hmm. The commentary team called this, and I quote, Vic Joseph, I believe is his name. This is the biggest debut in NXT history. History. Yeah. History. Biggest in NXT history. Fuck you, Samoa Joe. 
Fuck you, Nagamore. Fuck. Nobody is bigger than L.A. Knight. Fuck all those guys. All the fuck you, Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Prince Devitt, my balls. That's right. That's right. You can Devitt my balls. That's what you can do, bitch. Mm. No, nobody. Fuck that. This guy. This fucking jerk off is is the guy. So I, I literally laughed so loud, I, I scared my dog. <laughs> I scared my dog. I laughed so hard. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, he did have his first match against August Gray. Uh, Which, I'll bet you want to talk about things that made me laugh. <laughs> they referred to him as, quote, 205 Live Standout August Gray. And I was like, Jesus, if that's like your accolade, just go ahead and retire. It's not going to get any better from here. No, 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 it's really not. It's really not. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the guy looks like Gallagher. He looks like a skinny Gallagher. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to say it. He looks like Gallagher. <laughs> That could be inter- That would be an interesting gimmick. Uh, well, I think that gimmick is taken. But well, yeah, they, they already gave Bray Wyatt the mallet, so you're gonna have to think of something else. Oh, it's taken by him and his brother. So mm. okay. <laughs> his brother stole it. His brother stole it and went and made money off of it. <laughs> Gallagher three. Oh shit! Anyway, we had a uh, L.A. Knight versus uh, August Gray, and at one point, this made me laugh hard. We had Bronson Reed up there on the ramp, right? Mm-hmm. He picks up L.A. Knight's jacket, right, Smark? Damn it. I, fr- I knew I meant to do something. What? And what I f- forgot to do was send you a very obvious audio clip to use Oh, for this segment. Oh, don't worry. I'm at least going to quote it because I have it right here. Excellent. He did the Chris Farley fat guy in a little coat <laughs> deal. <laughs> Is that where you were going? Yes. It uh, was wonderful. I was surprised that they hadn't thought to do this with Otis yet, but there you go. Oh, God. I, they did. Remember, he put on the like the tight, he put on like a tight vest or something once. He, 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 yeah, he might have. Maybe he stole Ziggler's fucking leather jacket or whatever, his denim jacket. It was something like that. But I know, I think they did it with him already, too. And I think we said the same line with him. But that's basically what Bronson did. And it was great. Ripped the leather jacket. Tore the arm right off of it. Um, that gave mm-hmm. Gray a little bit of a comeback. A little bit of a comeback. Not enough to make him win. L.A. Knight did win the match, of course. Because we got to put this motherfucking you know guy over. Because he's just, you know, the, this is the biggest debut in NXT history. <laughs> <laughs> Monumental. <laughs> ah, biggest debut in NXT history. <laughs> and I also thought it was interesting. They, they're giving him this gimmick where basically they're putting over the fact that in the other companies he's been in, he's clashed with management. So he's like been this like outspoken outlaw type. But like they're basically giving him the like talented dickhead gimmick, I guess. Well, the dickhead part I get. <laughs> it's. The first part, I just don't see. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I said I was going to give the guy a chance. I lied. How's that? I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. I'm sorry. I did it. Um, so we get another Zia Lee and Boa video, Smark. That's right. This one had a little Raiden Mortal Kombat feel to it, didn't it? Yeah, I can see that. 
Well, it was the hat she had on. She had a Raiden hat oh, on. Yes. She had the Raiden hat on. That's that. That's what made me think of it. Um, but a good little video, anyway. I, I, she's already. I, I don't know why they're still doing videos for her. She's debuted already. Yeah, I, I think they just. I don't know. They wanted to do something with her, and they didn't want to dedicate more match time. Ooh, is uh, I think Dirk Sheets is actually comparing. L.A. Knight, or, you know, whatever his name was, to uh, Austin Aries 2.0. Ah. Yeah, I think he did that last week, too, Ben. I mean, that, that's... Uh, I didn't yeah. see that last week. I'm seeing it now, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. Like, literally, I'm visualizing it. He's right. He's right. I, I think that might be, but... I mean, I don't know. I just don't... I mean, what, what, did he have to leave a company because he spoke out, or did he just leave because he sucked and they let him go? I I think that they were like talking about maybe NWA, and I think they just left because they stopped paying people. Oh well, I mean, yeah. All right, well, you know. Anyway, oh, <laughs> which I mean, so did everybody else, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, I, I'm I'm I just don't even want to talk about fucking night. I think that's this weekend too. That the the pay per view that they're doing. Uh huh. Oh. Huh. I might, I might check that out because uh, Elijah Burke is their champion, their TV champion, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, so I want to see if he still got it. They are doing a pay per view. It's um, something with the word back in it. Back with a something? I don't know. <laughs> back with something. It's got the name back in it, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, back for the attack. Back for the, I told you it had the name back in it. Right. Ah. Back Scott for the, Bakula presents NWA. Back for the attack? I mean, I didn't come up with it. Don't yell at me. No. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm Billy Corgan. No. <laughs> Besides all my rage. Oh, okay. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I do like them, though. I do. I do. I do. I'm not glad I like that song, yeah. I saw them in concert, man. Mm-hmm. I saw him with, uh, it was them and Manson, I believe. I think they were like the, no, Manson came out with them. I forget who the opening was for them. Um, uh, actually, I think it was Corn. I think it was Corn and Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. That sounds like a good show for a very particular time frame. Yeah, it was. It was sometime in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, good time, good time, good time. But uh, anyway, let's move on here. Let's move on. I was very high. Um, at that show and very drunk Regal is asked um, what the hell happened with Cole and O'Reilly he says everything's out of control hopefully the police drop their charges <laughs> yeah cops are I no- hope they don't cops are known for doing that aren't they is built on. like they end up having to spend time and they show them spending time in jail they show them getting like going before a judge they show them getting community service they have to work and like the same road picking up garbage together and all of a sudden like a fight breaks out and they're using this like the sticks that they use to pick up the trash on each other. Fuck that. You make O'Reilly attack a guard so he has to stay there, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's it. You just show him in prison and every now and then Cole gets sent back just so he can get to O'Reilly and they're fighting. They have shanks. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think of that? Next thing you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme comes out, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, no, okay, I'm sorry. I, I went you, too far. You went in a different direction. We, we were both thinking in different directions. Because <laughs> I was thinking more of like a Shawshank Redemption type thing. And then I started <laughs> thinking about like who in wrestling is the closest to Morgan Freeman. Steven Seagal's in the back. He's eating, of course. Okay? And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just write parts into his movies and now we're eating. He's just in the background eating. That's all he's doing. He doesn't fight once. He's eating the whole time. <laughs> shouldn't be fighting like that have some food uh okay man i don't i don't know if you've seen those since we were talking about like a week or two ago those elvis mad tv skits the nick not nicholas cage the fucking steven seagal and mad tv skits fucking awesome oh i haven't seen them but i need i need to i'll look those up on youtube it's also will say so he just like goes to restaurants and shit and like beats up old ladies with steven seagal it, it's wonderful oh I, I do. He, yeah, he'd make a good one. He's, that's about what Seagal looks like. Kenny Rogers stuff is good, too, because he does a fucking incredible Kenny Rogers. I don't know how accurate it is to the actual Kenny Rogers. Like, I've never, like, put them back to back and saw if, like, the voice was right. But the fucking character, the way that he plays him is fucking amazing. I can tell you. My dad loves Kenny Rogers. Well, my dad's name is Kenny. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a... When I first moved to florida for the first year and a half two years we had a there was a kenny rogers chicken there chicken place i was gonna ask you yeah do you still have them there no we don't have them here i was gonna ask you if you've ever been to one yeah yeah i did go to it damn good chicken it just there's so a boston market kind of wiped out a lot of those chicken places and now you can't find a boston market in texas anymore they're gone i don't think i think there's one like around here but i'd be damned if i have any idea where it is I think there's there's still some around the Midwest. Yeah, they're gone from Texas. They took all of them. We had one right down the road. We had one down by my work, and they're both gone. Both gone. Hmm. I used to like going there, man. They had good chicken and good sides and good spinach. I know what it is, but I I just don't think I've ever been there, actually. Yeah, they had good spinach. I love their spinach. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you should just get chicken and double spinach. Good shit. Nice. Me and Popeye. Anyway. Um, anyway, hopefully the police drop their charges. And because things are out of control, Smart, mm-hmm. Regal decides the best way to gain control of the situation is to just have both guys come back next week. How's that sound? It sounds a-okay with me. Okay, it's like taking a match here. Okay, you put a piece of you know, like a like a little flame of like a little bit of gas in the middle, and you get a match here, and you're bringing them together. Combustible elements. This is gonna be it's gonna be great, isn't it, Mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really counting on much either. I'm not really. I don't know. I mean, I I I like O'Reilly. I actually think O'Reilly is. I actually think O'Reilly has more talent than Cole. To be honest with you. Um, I'm maybe in the minority there. But. I, I mean, it, it, like I wouldn't. I would say they're both like kind of on the same parallel. It's just some like they they both are about equally talented. They just both do different things well. Yeah, where's the old fish man in all this? Bobby Fish, where's he? I'm I'm starting to wonder if they like if they're gonna use him, like he's gonna end up siding with Cole and like costing 
O'Reilly a match or something. Because it seems like he's just been gone for fucking forever, and I feel like that has to come into play at some point. He should come in as, like, the dad, because he looks like the dad anyway. He should come in like, guys, guys, both of you go to your rooms now. <laughs> it just drags them both by their ears. Oh, I'm tired of this shit. I've said that before, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care who started it. You fucking knock it off. I have said those exact words. <laughs> I was an only child, so I never heard that phrase. I uh-huh. couldn't blame it on anybody. It was always my fault. I have said it many a times, many times to my boys. Oh, mm-hmm. I've said things to my boys I'd never thought I'd say in the world. <laughs> Stop trying to ride the dog. Oh, yes. Um, think things like that. Um, who pooped in the sink? <laughs> I've had to ask that once, which really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because you had to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Why are there Rice Krispies in the washing machine? <laughs> See, yeah. that's more identifiable for me because uh, I, I can't say that I've ever pooped in a sink. But I, as a kid, got lectured quite a few times for leaving fucking like candy wrappers and shit in my pockets. Oh. And then like them being found in the washing machine. I think my kids had um, Rice Krispie treats. Mm-hmm. And it just the heat and the water, it, everything was like stuck together gummy. I had to wash it like six times, dude. It was awful. I've done that with gum before on accident. Where I've yeah. had like a little piece of gum. Like not like a full pack, but like one of those like little small individually wrapped pieces of gum. Mm. I just fucking had it in my pocket, forgot it was there, washed it, and then fucking dried it. And there's fucking gum pieces, gum particles all over my fucking pants pockets. Oh, yeah. And if it, and God forbid it falls out and sticks to a shirt, you're, it's... It's oh, God, yeah. burned in. You're never getting it out. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So anyway, we have a combustible situation set up for next week's mark. That's right. That's right. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get uh, old old fish man coming down as daddy. We'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and get to this main event. Knockout NXT. Carrion Cross with Scarlet. Thank God. Um, and Finn Balor. Versus Pete's Boys, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. This is for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking two things, Smart. Okay. Number one, I said in the beginning, there was no, there was no way Karrion Cross and Finn Balor were going to win those titles. They've done the double champion enough lately. It, there was no way they were going to do it. Which kind of took me a little bit out of this match. I was kind of like, mm, this is, I mean, it's going to be good, but what's the point? I kind of know what's going to happen here. And then I'm right. thinking, holy shit, we saw a bloodbath on the other show, and this is what they put up against it, huh? This? Yeah. Yeah. This? I, it's, I, like I said, man, did they give up? I mean, all I will say is the only thing that really came into my head was two things. A, we've talked about it a billion times, but when they start getting live fans back, and I'm wondering if they're going to have live fans for that TakeOver show. But once they get live fans back, that fucking entrance that Cross and Scarlet do is going to be, it's going to be so over with people. 
That's what I was because I mean they were really getting into it on the show. Fucking Scarlett was romping around all over the place, fucking like almost doing the Sami Zayn shit of just getting like overly into the theme song. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that I thought was just periodically every so often I would think to myself, "Thanks, cameraman," because the cameraman did a pretty good job of uh, getting in on the action. Yes, yes, yes. The cameraman was 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 thinking the same way, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, the, the the match wasn't wasn't bad at all. Um, at one point, we had Finn. He accidentally got kicked into uh, Oni Lorkin, or no, he kicked Oni Lorkin, and Lorkin accidentally bumped into Scarlet. Um, Finn was crouched down, staring at Scarlet. Cross just came out like a like the jealous boyfriend and beat the hell out of Finn Balor. Throws him in the ring. Um, Lorkin hit a, I will say, this was nice. This running European uppercut he did was pretty fucking smooth. Um, wins the match, uh, Lorkin does. And then Cross takes out everyone, almost chokes out Balor. Scarlet helps him back up just so Cross can do his little back of the head punch thingy, majiggy, nick, nick a do, he does. Yeah, like forearm to the back of the head. Whatever that is called the 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 whiplash or whatever yeah <laughs> the old whiplash the old whiplash I, I did like I had to like that though because he fucking he beats up Balor and then they, that's how they uh, like you said that's how the fucking Lorgan and Birch end up winning and then like Birch stand, or Lorgan stands up like yeah you're on our side now right and crosses beats the shit out of him too yeah exactly. he's like alright my fucking wife got hurt now it's time to kill all of you but I mean, even she was in the ring like, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm good. <laughs> Stop defending my honor, honey. You're making me embarrassed. Yeah. She's like, dude, chill. Chill. Well, she wanted to win the titles. It actually made sense that she wanted them to win the titles. He's, I, I saw a shoot interview with him, and he's kind of like that in real life, which scares me a little bit. Where, like, he'll be telling a story and he'll get into it, so they'll, like, get intense or, like just for emphasis, like, yell something that happened. I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. You're scaring people. <laughs> like, you look like you would fucking just, like, rip somebody's arms off and then, like, fornicate with the holes. You, you look like a scary individual, sir. You need to calm down. Trying to eat. All right, let's see. Uh, Dirk Sheet says life is like a box of chocolates. Everyone trying to eat on. That's when I take out my forty-five and blow their heads off. I that's I carry a forty caliber, not a forty-five. But thank you. That that, that was nice. I like that. I like that. For context clues, we were talking about old Mad TV skits in the chat here, and somebody brought up Gump Fiction, which I don't remember, but it, I do. Yeah, everybody seems to have really enjoyed it. So. I've seen. I saw. A, I didn't see a lot of episodes of that, but. It would get turned on at places I was at, and I would, you know, watch it. And I believe they used to turn it on at the bar. Was that a, was that a Friday night show? Could have been. I, I want to say that it was. Because like, I, I don't think they would have went on Saturday. I Saturday Night Live. Because yeah, yeah, I, I used to always watch it, because I watched it when I was, like, a kid into, like, being a teenager. Because I always thought that at the time, I always thought that Saturday Night Live was just like for older people and it was like stuffy, which 
kind of not wrong now that I watch, I've watched episodes as an adult. Like, there's there's some good skits in there here and there, you know, especially the 90s stuff. But I always just preferred Mad TV because they were just, like, a little bit more... They were, they were less... It was less political humor and more, like, just sort of... But I don't... I, I'm forgetting the word that I'm wanting to use. More, like, juvenile-type shit. So yeah. as a teenager, it worked perfectly for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that... that... That was right. You're right. Saturday. I mean, Saturday Night Live had its day. Now, they, again, they've always been political, which is why I didn't get upset when they were making fun of Trump. They make fun of everyone. They they, they made fun of Biden when he was running for president. They're going to make sure. fun of everybody. It's what they do. They made fun of Bush. I mean, Dana Carvey does a great Bush. So they let him do it. They've made fun of everybody. Every president. I, I mean, they used to make fun of Reagan. Every, every president they made fun of. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, Mad TV was never really that political. They just kind of were out there trying to be silly and have fun. Yeah. Which made it better. Because Mad Magazine every now and then would get a little political cartoony, but, you know, it was still fun. I remember reading Mad Magazine as a kid. Never did, unfortunately. Nah, it kind of died out. Kind of died out, like, in the late 80s a little bit. Yeah. Early 90s kind of started dying out a little bit. I don't know. Magazines started dying out, kind of. So That's very true. Yeah. So, all right. I guess real quick before we get into SmackDown, let's do the... Uh, I guess we can bring up the ratings really quickly. Um, Dynamite went up in viewership. NXT went down. Uh, Dynamite went down in demo, though, but up in viewership. Um, let's see. Dynamite averaged uh, 768,000 viewers. That was up 3.4% from the week before. NXT was down 13.6% averaging. You ready for this? Let's do it. 597,000 viewers averaging. 597,000. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that not good. They're not good at all. No, that's bad. That's bad. That's just not good, dude. That's, uh, I mean... Combined, that's 1.365 million. Again, I say this all the time, we used to hover on that 1.7 range. You know, both shows were getting, you know, seven-ish and, you know, dipping in sixes. And now Dynamite's kind of averaged out to be about the same each week. It sort of sticks in that seven. It goes up, but it usually comes back down. Um, But NXT just seems to be... Going down and down and down and down every week. Indeed. So, and I'm th- then they'll do a gimmick show and they'll come back. So, I don't know. I, I you know what? I figured AEW would be more than seven sixty eight too, uh, Dirk. But remember one thing: that's an average. I I don't know what the um what that quarter hour rating for the um, last match was it could have gone up but again that's an average of 768,000 that's over the whole night so right because like that just as an example that Shaquille O'Neal match they did like two weeks ago that was well over a million and then it just dipped a little bit after that so that didn't end up you know obviously factoring in it it does factor in but obviously it wasn't the same for the whole show the whole show was over a million I think it was like 1.3 million Mm, ended yeah. up tuning in for that match so again i did 
that match probably did very good. Might have even brought up their rating a little more. So I don't know. So that, you know, you just got to keep that in mind when you're doing this. And I, I again, I'm not going to go through the, oh, God, they actually do have the fucking quarter hours here. The Antolytics. Hold on. <laughs> Let me look here. I'm trying to see what the... Nah, no, it's not really. No, this is... No, this is the 10 weeks of viewership. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. So anyway, I'm not even going to look. So anyway, we're, we're NXT's always just kind of looking a little down. So I guess we'll see what happens with uh, they're moving to Tuesdays. That might be a great, great thing for them. That might be their way to, I hate to say it like this, but that might be their way to save face. Oh, the network's making us move. <laughs> The networks fall. Damn the networks. Yeah. Promo like how Paul Heyman did on TNN. Yeah. The network network doesn't want us on their air. Yeah, it's the network. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. (laughs) That was Saturday Night Live. That was John Lovitz. Yeah. Do like some John Lovitz. I like John Lovitz. He's funny. He is funny. Ah. All right. Where are we going to move on to from here? I guess we can move on to SmackDown now. We can do SmackDown. This was the Fastlane Go Home Show. There we go. Uh, <laughs> what does is, what is Weeb want me to say here? Writer, AEW beat us in the ratings again. Senile events. How did how the hell did AEW root beer beat us? <laughs> More of a barks man. Ah, damn it, I'm a mug guy myself. <laughs> I don't care for the restaurant either. <laughs> <laughs> IBC is the shift. <laughs> it's the bomb diggity. <laughs> There you go. Some fucking some dads. <laughs> dads root beer. I do like IBC. It is good shit. It is good. But actually, I'm a. I like Barks. Actually, it's my favorite root beer. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm good with any root beer. Honestly, I think I do prefer maybe A and W. Honestly, because I I what I do know because I I know A and W makes a cream soda too, and I really like that. I'm all about some cream soda. Yeah, not a cream soda guy. Not at all. Yeah. No, my dad loves it. I just don't. I mean, it sort of kind of follows the trajectory of you not being a big sweets person. Yeah, I'm not even a big soda person. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I I haven't been. I, I was, but I've, I've cut down quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, I will have a root beer. And Barks is the only one with caffeine, so mm-hmm. that's always a good little plus every now and then for me. Uh, so, anyway. <clears throat> Let me get my throat cleared out there. And let's get into SmackDown once again, the Fastlane Go Home Show. We got Fastlane coming up Sunday. Now, my I was just kind of getting settled in here. I kind of stayed at work a little late today. I did miss the first 15 minutes. I turned it on. I don't think I missed much from what I saw. I turned it on, and it was Nia versus Shayna. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Nia with Shayna versus Sasha with Bianca. Right. Which I... The funny part is it's actually kind of where I joined in on the show, too. Because ah. I expected the old SmackDown guarantee, which we didn't get this week, I guess. Because huh. the Roman segment happened at about the middle of the show. 
So it's like, if they didn't start with the Roman segment, then what the fuck did they start with? Which yeah. is actually, and I have the answer to that, I guess, is what they ended up doing was the uh, Sasha Banks Nia Jax match. Oh. Uh, all right. So, so that's they, that's right here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yes. Which uh, she ended up winning because Shanna Baszler accidentally got involved, cost her the match. And they had a whole little quarrel about that later on. Well, I did see the end of the match. And I saw Shayna act like she accidentally kicked Naya, which physics, you were aiming for Naya. Like she ran, didn't even look at Sasha. She literally looked at Naya and ran towards Naya. It was awful. <laughs> it was like you were literally running. There was uh, Sasha looked up at her like, oh, no. And it's like Sasha was like, well, she ain't even fucking running towards me. Why am I worried? <laughs> <laughs> Shit better her than me, I guess. I've seen what those kicks do to people. Yeah. So it, it just it didn't look good. It didn't look good. Then Bianca threw Shayna out of the ring. And, I was uh, thinking not to be a dick. But mm -hmm. like when you said trajectory, I, I thought you meant something entirely different or like physics because they are two very different people in terms of height and body type. So it's like it's not one of those where you could be like, whoopsie daisy. Yeah. Like one is significantly taller and a little bit bigger than the other person. And Sasha didn't even move. Right. She didn't move. She just, she just sat there. And Shayna was like, oh, my, no, I kicked the wrong person. It's like, bitch, no, you didn't. You were looking at her. Right. You well, ran. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing, too, is that they always kind of tease how they don't really like each other, but they just, they're successful as a team. So, I mean, I, that might have been a little bit on purpose. Uh, they're going to get more Reggie out of this. You know that. No, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, Which I think is yeah. a good thing, but it's neither here nor there. No, I do too. They just found a way to keep men, keep men play a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> he says Shayna uses the urinal next to Vince. <laughs> she, she's got a sheenus. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No, they actually do make something like that. That's something. Oh no, no, I know. I, oh I yeah. Mean, it's a weird thing to know about, but I do know that that exists. Oh, no, there was a, there was a bunch of that. That used to be something on Wish. You It would pop up on Wish. Hey, like this on Wish, along with the... I don't think I would buy anything off of Wish that I would be, like, inserting into myself or putting near my genitals. I mean, they sell some of the weirdest shit. Like, here, here's a thumbtack-studded ball clamper. What the fuck would I want that for? The interesting part is usually they like kind of tailor that shit based on like browsing history. So I'm like, sort of curious what magical like search terms you use to end up there. I'm curious what my wife might be typing at this point. <laughs> You're going to be in for a real interesting surprise one then. I don't look at porn on the computer. I think I'm stupid. I have a phone. <laughs> I've got a phone, dude, and an app. God damn it. <laughs> I thought you were like, I'm a traditionalist. I have magazines. Fucking app is locked. The fuck? I know what I'm doing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to find like naughty shit on YouTube. So it's like, no. oh, I was watching YouTube. <laughs> it is a private browser type thing. Not a VPN. Incognito. But, uh, it's not a 
No, it's not incognito mode. In- incognito isn't really you don't you don't really think incognito is incognito, do you? Oh, I know. The only time I've ever used it was entirely on accident because I've hit the wrong button on my tablet. <laughs> like I've never willingly said, "Oh, I'm gonna use incognito mode. That'll definitely work." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I promise it doesn't. They still know what you're doing. Uh, anyway, we can move on from that. Let's get back to this wrestling show. Caleb Braxton's back there talking to Edge. He's talking about that this is his first match on SmackDown in a, a, a decade, I think they said, right? Was it a decade or over a decade? I, didn't, I think it's only been 10 years. Yeah, I think it was I, I think it was 10 years, too, because the last little segment that they showed was from 10 years ago, and that was him giving his retirement speech. <sighs> okay, you're right. So, okay, it was 10 years. Um, and do not forget, the match that he's going to have with uh, old Jey Uso is to decide the special enforcer for Roman Versus Daniel Bryan this weekend at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Now, after that, Smart, this is, this, I got to tell you, I like Seth tonight. I did. Seth Rollins came out. First of all, I don't think I've ever said this about Seth Rollins. I fucking loved his suit, dude. Yeah, that was a nice suit. Blended down, like like splatter painted all down in the different color pants. The pants matched the suit. The suit matched the pants. I fucking loved it. I told my wife I want that. <laughs> I want that. I've already got the blue shirt, and I got the I got a tie. I almost like that too. Hmm. I could I could rock that look. Oh yeah. If she gets that for me, I'll post it. <laughs> <laughs> See if she remembers. Um, it, Rollins was even dancing coming down to the coming down the ramp. Did you see that, Smark? Yeah, he was having quite the time out there. Uh, I, I had to mute myself for a second because I needed to cough. I didn't mean to leave you hanging there. Yeah, he, he did a little shimmy. I think I might have too with him, Smark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, I really did. I, I really did. I, I liked his suit. Um, we went to commercial after that. We get Naya coming back. She's all pissed off at Shayna, and Shayna says, "I'm going to make it up by kicking Bianca's ass." There we go. Now, we do get to Seth. And I'm still loving the suit. Um, he's talking about how uh, Cesaro humiliated and embarrassed him because Cesaro is jealous. Um, then we saw the video of last week where, man, they, there was no way they could edit Seth almost getting wiped out <laughs> last <laughs> week by Murphy. Uh, but, uh, they showed that video from last week. It was, I still laughed. I still was like, Whoa, almost got taken out. Um, so we saw that. Um, and then we saw Seth, you know, after that, he basically, you know, uh, there was a attempted murder on Cesaro by putting his head in a chair and about to stomp him, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, Edward Norton style. Interesting. It's interesting you said that because I was watching NXT earlier and I I get like Edward Norton American History X vibes out of Cross a little bit. So I I had actually kind of meant to reference that. So it's interesting that I completely forgotten yet still Edward Norton got brought into the show anyway. I could just see, uh, you know, Cross pointing at that Molab or the whatever tattoo on his. uh... On his, uh, you know, this clavicle up there, and going, this means you're not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, geez, we just lost listeners for that. Okay. Sure did. <laughs> it was Dirk. He'll be back. Uh, <laughs> he always comes back. <laughs> I just picture him just like closing the browser and just standing up and walking out of the room. Like, nope, that's enough for tonight. Okay, break time. Whoo. <laughs> he's going for a cigarette. He's going for a cigarette. That's what he's doing. There you go. Oh, well, he doesn't, he doesn't walk out of the room because of the wheelchair, which is actually an inside joke. But so if anybody from the Highmarks is listening, they appreciate that. But I'll explain later. I'm not sure if I should feel bad now. Anyway. No, it's not offensive. Well, <laughs> that depends. But it's Let's not. move on, Smart. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Seth is then shown laughing after the video of him beating the shit out of uh, Cesaro. I love that he mentioned the brass ring. That that was kind of an insider about the whole, you know, Vince talking about, well, I don't know why Cesaro doesn't connect. He's Swiss. He just hasn't grabbed that brass ring. Mm-hmm. Kind of an insider thing, you know. I liked it. I liked it. Um, then we get Nakamura. He comes on down. Seth is screaming at him, and Nakamura grabs the mic and says, shut up. I agreed. He knocks Rollins down. Rollins gets up. He sees Nakamura gearing up. He rolls out of the ring. Nakamura does his little, come on. Now, why would you get in the ring when he does that? You know he's going to hit you. And Seth buys it, gets his fucking ass knocked out for it. What do you think of that, Smart? I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, it kind of, it, I thought it was a little bit funny that they were like, he was talking about people who like kind of missed the boat or like were waste of potential. And then Nakamura came out and I was like, oh yeah, speaking of, like, you remember that time they run the Royal Rumble and they didn't do fucking jack shit with it? How about that? <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, I remember that. Nakamura was a big thing at one time. I was, uh, I remember I had a co-host who said he was going to be champion within a year. And they were looking like they were going to do that. Yeah, for a while it looked good, but then, as always, it just sort of dropped it. Then, um, I don't know. Then Vince came back? I don't know what happened. Um, anyway, they're getting into a little bit of good news about this show. We get Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, everybody, going into the Hall of Fame along with Molly Holly for the two, uh, 2021. I like it. I'm good yeah. with that. I have. I mean, I guess that. it kind of answers our question as to why he hasn't been on AEW in a while. So well, they done went and threw more money at him, I suppose. Actually, I think he was just on, like, what a month ago at the not long ago. He was just back on something like that. Because for... I think he was on at one point for Sting. Yeah, and Sting hasn't been there that long. Right. Yeah, it's only been like a month and a half, two months been so he was recently on there now the, i don't know how the legends contract works we may still see him on aew you know you don't know i don't know if he's getting a legend contract he might just be jumping into the hall of fame who knows he did i don't know i, don't, I can actually pull it up here real quick it shouldn't take too much long but he was actually talking about um the christian signing the debut of christian and how he kind of felt bad for him because, just sort of paraphrase, like we talked about, they built the hype up so much that, like, if, like I had said, if they just brought him out there without the sort of fanfare that it was going to be this 
fucking earth-shattering signing that he would have been way better off mm. than, you know, how... Okay, here we go. Quote, I was disappointed for Christian had he just shown up in an impactful way without any promotion, without any expectation or anticipation. He would have been the hottest topic of conversation. The audience would have looked at Christian from an entirely different perspective. Mm-hmm. 100% right. I, I mean, I, I heard a lot of people with the same opinion that that's exactly what it was. He just, they built him up like he was this major, like Brock Lesnar or somebody was coming into your company. And we got Christian. I, again, I like Christian. I have zero issues with Christian. I, I think actually Christian, and I've said this before, I think Christian was a, actually better of a talent than Edge at some points. Um, mm-hmm. see, I, I, it's just, you can't. My God, talk about setting up a guy to fail. I, I I feel that that they literally just set him up for failure here. Unless he lives up to it. I mean, unless he really goes in there and fucking, my God, I've never seen this Christian. Holy shit. Let's hope we see that. I mean, they did and they didn't. I mean, they definitely did initially 100%. I will not argue that in the slightest. But I think the the benefit that he has is over time, people will kind of calm down a little bit. I don't think they're forever going to look at him and be like, this was supposed to be the biggest signing ever. It fucking sucks. I think like after the initial disappointment kind of went away that it was like, it wasn't this big, huge deal that at, at some point people are going to like, just be fair with how they judge him. I think at least some people, I can't say everybody cause it's the internet, but you know, Hey, do you think that WWE on, the, on NXT when they called LA Knight the biggest debut in NXT history? You think that was a shot at, at, at LA Knight? Like they were making fun of AEW a little bit? I wouldn't put it past them. Like that's kind of like geniusly subtle in, in the way of doing that if they're like, this is our big, huge signing. Now you got me thinking. I wonder if that was a shot at LA Knight. They're like, we know he sucks. And you will too in about five minutes. Okay. <laughs> that, that would actually be kind of interesting. I don't know if this is actually true or not because I didn't watch the show, but I saw like a transcript from the, the alleged promo. But apparently, Heyman had said that Christian wasn't here, wasn't with WWE anymore because he didn't want Roman coming after him, like on Talking Smack. Uh, so if I, that indeed happened, that's kind of cool. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think, I think I did read that somewhere. I think that was a true, true statement. I think I got posted in the uh, umbrella page because I was looking at a different group and I'm not finding it. But I know I saw it like this morning. All right, all right. I it might have been. This, I don't know what it was. Um, all right, let's get through SmackDown. Then we'll do fast lane predictions. Then we'll get into some more news. Then we'll wrap this motherfucker up. How's that sound? Anyway, uh, just to wrap up, I am all in on Bischoff. No, no pun intended. On Bischoff going into the Hall of Fame. Definitely. I think it's actually about time. About fucking time. How's that? I agree. As a very loud truck drives by. I hear it. Is that a Harley truck? I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't know they I, made I didn't a truck. I think that the National Guard was showing up on my street, but it, it appears that we have an incident. Oh, we got a guy down here with a 
fucking muscle car. I forget. I don't even know what it is. I, it, he, it, you know what? It, uh, I don't know what it is, but he drives it because I've never seen it. Really, I hear it, and he drives down here at like four thirty in the morning to go to work. And he used to wake up my son all the fucking time when he did it. So he still does it. I hear him if I'm up. But I've never seen the car. You still there? Oh, you are you there? I think your cord just. Ooh, is this going to be hold the cord part two? All right. Well, I'm going to keep going while Smart's trying to do whatever he's doing over there. And if I need to turn him down, I will. Uh, we got Street Profits versus uh, Dominic Mysterio and his dad. Uh, Rudin Ziggler. They're on commentary. Oop, oop, oop. You back? Nope, not back. Um, we got Rudin Ziggler down there. They're on commentary. Montez Ford. And I hope Smart comes back because I really want to ask him about this. I noticed... I don't know if he did. Montez Ford acting a bit heelish towards Dominic at one point in this match when, you know, Dominic went to shake his hand. He was shit-talking him a little bit. He kicked him right after the handshake, you know, kind of like, hey, you should learn your lessons, kid. So, I don't know, just a little bit of a heelish. I uh, actually think Montez Ford would be a damn good heel. Um, I didn't see him much in NXT. I wasn't really watching NXT back then. I... I've admitted that many times, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend I did. <clears throat> so, I don't know. When, when Smart gets his uh, little issue worked out over there, I will uh, I will ask him his opinion on that. Um, Dominic did sneak out a win in this match, and he really did sneak out one. Uh, and then Chad Gable and Otis come down. They say they should be the number one contenders because um, they've kind of made bitches out of the Street Profits a couple of times, or Dominic and his dad. Uh, a few times already. Um, oh, Smart, you back? You were. And uh, they turn to uh, start bitching at the Street Profits, Gable and uh, Otis do, and Dominic and uh, Ray kick him out of the ring. So we come back from commercial. We, I'm sure we all knew this was going to happen. And uh, what do we get, of course, is the match. Now it's a... Tag team match. We come back, it's Dominic and Ray versus Gable and Otis. Rudin Ziggler decided to just go ahead and stay down there on commentary. Um, they were actually kind of funny on commentary. I can't think of any lines, but I know a couple of times I got a chuckle out of them. Um, Dolph can be very funny. So uh, Now Gable, with an impressive catching Dominic while he was doing the 619, that was really, really impressive, and then turned it right into a... Brutal-looking German suplex. And then Otis with a <laughs> a splash off the second rope, which just looked brutal. Uh, and he gets the win. Otis with the win there. Um, smart. I don't know what's smart. I don't know if that's a... Oh, everything's on hold here, so... I don't know what's going on. He's taking a little break here. I guess he'll be back in a little while here. Let me go. I'll, I'll get through SmackDown and ask him anyway. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, uh, we get all that. And um, like I said, that splash from Otis was just absolutely 
brutal looking. I don't think I've seen him do that before, but it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see him do that. Uh, after that, we got Sammy Zayn. He's down there with his documentary crew. Uh, Owens comes up. Now, Sammy asked him if he was going to join the documentary. Now, I heard Owens say, I'm not sure. And then my cable locked up. So I didn't hear. I got back and Sammy was saying to Owens that, look, if you see anything suspicious, you can shut it down. So I figure, I'm figuring here, if I'm wrong, chat, or if Smart comes back, but if I'm wrong, chat room, let me know. It seemed like basically Kevin Owens was like, I don't know. I don't know what you're up to. I think you're something's going on. I think this is a setup. I believe he was getting to that thing. And Sammy basically, like I said, he said, if you see anything suspicious, basically you can shut it down. So I believe that's where it was going. Um, sorry, I missed it. I apologize. So we had that, but, um, you know, I do. I, I I'm just, I really didn't think they were going to go back to the well so soon on this uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing. It's been done so many times, time, time again. They're friends. They're not. They're friends. They're not. They're friends. They're not. They're friends. They're not. You see where I'm going with this. I'm not going to keep going. So you know where I'm going. Anyway, we get Daniel Bryan out there. Uh, he's talking about how Edge doesn't want to face him. He says Edge thinks he can beat Roman Reigns. But Daniel Bryan, he knows he can beat Roman Reigns. And uh, on cue, we get Roman out there. He's with Heyman. Daniel Bryan tells Roman, I loved this line here. I hope you don't die. But if you pass out, mm, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I love that was a great one. That was a really good line by Daniel Bryan there. I like that. I could not help but just laugh very hard when Daniel Bryan came out with that. I hope you don't die. <laughs> passing out, that's fine. Don't worry about all that passing out stuff. Just please don't die. That, and he's right. That would, be, that would be pretty awful. Pretty awful if Roman did die. Um, wouldn't want to see that. So anyway... That's all leading up. You know, we got the match this weekend, kind of just a little little teaser for that going on on Sunday. Um, we get Baron Corbin. He's out there. I know Sasha Baron Corbin is chomping at the bit to hear this part. We get Corbin versus Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, let's just move on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Kevin Owens out there on commentary, which kind of saved the match for me. Actually, this match wasn't that, that long. Corbin actually got a really quick win in this match. Um, the main part of this match actually was after the match when Sammy runs out and thinks he was screwed over because the ref did make a little questionable call there. Sammy asks Owens if he saw what happened. I, I, Dominic, I'm not calling him fucking... I'm not saying that. I'm not calling him that. Uh, <laughs> he asked Owens, did you see what happened? Corey Graves was like, oh, I saw what happened. Owens is like, yeah, I saw what happened. The ref did did his job. He made good calls. That's That's what he's supposed to do. Sammy starts, we saw Sammy start walking away. And then all we see is Sammy's leg come out of the corner of the camera with the uh, haluva kick, which, let's face it, it's hell of a kick. Um, with the haluva kick. And, I mean, he was, Owens was turned around talking to Graves. And then I don't know where Sammy comes with the fucking haluva kick. Um, Sammy's yelling, I'm not crazy. Um, just to let you know something. 
if you have to yell to someone, I'm not crazy, you might be crazy. Just want to throw that out there. Little, little piece of advice from, from the old box man here. Hey, there we go, Smark. Much better. I can hear you, which I couldn't before. All I heard was... That, that's what I heard, the cracking of the... Like you were playing with your cord. Not that cord. Did you just... You just cut out on me again, didn't you? This is going to be hold the cord part too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go get some duct tape. <laughs> this might not be a bad idea. Can you, I'm sure you can figure something out with duct tape. All right. Now, before I move on from this, because I was actually about to move on, I'm glad I didn't, because I'm going to go ahead and ask you the question that I was kind of hoping you would come back for. I'm going back to the Street Profits versus uh, Dominic Mysterio and his dad mm-hmm. match. Did you see Street Profits acting a little heelish, especially Montez Ford? Maybe a little bit. I did hear you ask that question. I think that's kind of just the, like how people treat Dominic for whatever reason. Pay your dues, kid? Yeah, because it seems like that's been like a common theme with the way that people have interacted with him outside of just, you know, Ray. Mm, I could see that. I could see that. All right. All right. But I mean, I just, like I said, he, 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 you know, shook his hand and then right after he did it, he kicked him and kind of looked at him and was like, motherfucker, you need to think. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that could be another thing, too, is trying to tell the story of like Dominic being inexperienced and like naive and falling for people's tricks. All right. You're going for their smart enough to tell that story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving them way too much credit. I you're, 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 yeah, you're going for creative here. I, uh, you're a, you're a real fucking optimist there, Smart. <laughs> boy, oh boy. That's like the first and only time I've ever been called that. You're that half full guy, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Full of something, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Um. <laughs> now, this... This I actually really, this segment, Smart, I enjoyed. I, I'm, I'm hoping you did too, so you got a good amount to say on it since I just kind of ran through most of SmackDown by myself here. Um, Biggie and Apollo in a little side-by-side interview. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, let me just start with this. Biggie, this Biggie, I like it. I really... I prefer this Biggie over gyrating dancing Biggie. He's angry, he's serious, and most importantly, he's intimidating as hell. Just a look in his eyes is intimidating. And let's face it, Biggie might be big and impressive, but you know, he kind of has fun out there and he doesn't seem like an intimidating guy. Now he seems intimidating. He seems like he would whip the shit out of you. Not dance you into a fun time. Oh, oh, oh. Nope, I can't hear you. You're low. Oh, can't hear you. Again. All right, I'm going to keep going here. 
I'm gonna keep going here real quick. Um, anyway, loved this biggie. It was really, really awesome watching this. In my opinion, I just loved seeing everything about this. So, really good stuff here. Um, Smart, are you back? All right. Uh, uh, my kid just kind of broke in here. You know what? I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, I'll be right back, everybody. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Smart back by then. We're going to take a quick little break here, and uh, I'll be right back. That was my fault. Sorry about that, everybody. My kids, they just came back today. I haven't seen them since last Friday. They wanted to give me a hug. The baby was in here, though, grabbing everything, handing me my phone. Anyway, <laughs> we're good now. Everything's just fine. Even Smark is back 100%. Yeah. That's right. As Dominic Weebs said, dirt sheet difficulties. There you go. Maybe, maybe we should just change the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good show title. Not bad. Not, he's right. It is. Um, it's a very good title. You're right. We've just named many shows. Let's just give him one more. What the hell? I got no problem with that. Let's mm -hmm. try to remember it. Um, anyway, I was talking about Biggie. I don't know if you heard uh, any of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, well, no, it was interesting because and I did hear you and I, I heard what you're saying. Okay. And it was my first cue that the microphone was fucking up again because I started talking and you just steamrolled what I was saying. And I was like, wow, that's kind of rude. Didn't hear you, and buddy. I'm like, sorry. I'm like, oh, yep, there we go. Because we were you, were you were saying that you like this one, this biggie better than, you know, the happy, smiling, gyrating, dancing, clapping, having fun biggie. And I was going to say, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because you can kind of. You're so used to the New Day version of Big E that you do forget the fact that this is a big motherfucker and a very strong motherfucker that can do some serious damage should he want to. So it is interesting to see that they are having him be a little bit more serious, and I was curious to see how he would be able to pull it off, and I think he's done a good job of pulling it off mm. for that matter. Um, and I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, but I don't think you have to... I don't think it has to be one or the other. I don't think it has to be mutually exclusive. Because, like, I always like to think of Foley. Or, like, you have a, you had a lot of times where Foley was, like, digging around and doing, like, comedy-type mm. promos. Yeah. But then when the situation called for it, he could snap back into that, you know, I'm going to hurt me. And if it has to, you know, if I have to hurt myself to hurt you, I'm going to do it. And, the, you know, the serious-type promos and shit like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he can't jump back into whatever he does. Oh, let me pause the music here. I just noticed it's still running. It's not, volume's not on, but it's running. Um. But I just, I feel that you've got a guy as big as, you know, Big E. His name is Big E. You got a guy, his size, his mass, his muscle. He should be intimidating. And he's out there and dancing and being h hilarious, which is great. I, I mean, he's got a great personality. But then I like this. Like I said, I'm liking it. And uh, I even liked Apollo, though. Apollo's already got comfortable with this new character he's playing, it seems like, like, really quickly. Got very comfortable very quick with it. Um, okay, Smart, you're back. All right. Yeah. You're low again. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're better. Um, I would say the accent's still a little bit jarring, but other than that, he does do a good job in the role. 
the accent it, it's it's jarring to us because we haven't heard it. So yeah, it is. But I still think he's doing well. Like I said, it feels like he's already comfortable in the character. Yeah, no, definitely. He's definitely definitely feels like he's comfortable in the character. Right, right, and that's kind of where. I, I, I'm enjoying this little. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this whole feud, to be honest with you. I think Biggie is just kind of like we haven't seen him in a very long time, and I mean Apollo is like we've never seen him, literally. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, and like we have seen them wrestle each other before, but it, it still feels fresh. It doesn't feel like it's something that we've seen for the eighth hundredth time, which is one of their biggest problems for Brian SmackDown. Well, let's think about it. We haven't seen this Biggie against this Apollo. Right. So for WWE, this is the freshest thing in the world. They're going to probably say this is the first ever. <laughs> I, yeah, I almost wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> the new Big E versus the new Apollo. Versus uh, the new Blackjacks. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> the new Rockers. Oh, God. They had, a, they had a real fetish for calling shit the new blank, like in the mm. mid-90s. Oh, yeah, they did. They, dude, they were just throwing shit against the wall at that point. Well, yeah, they had a real lack of depth back then. Let's just see what sticks. Let's see what sticks. Whatever rolls down, we're just going to get rid of it. And they were private company at that point. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. They could do whatever they wanted. So, and they did, and they did until until the dark days, um, <laughs> which we which we are still in. <laughs> but. Uh, they have yet to pay the light bill. Yes, yes, yes. Vince has not said, let there be light. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, after this whole little back and forth between them, though, again, I'm, I'm, I loved what Big E said. I really liked what Apollo had to say. These guys are both doing great. Um, Big E says, we ain't going to wait until Sunday. And he walks out of the, I guess it was an interview, and he hops in a golf cart. And I'm thinking, oh shit, is he gonna is he gonna Sammy Guevara Apollo? Uh. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yes, <laughs> Good. which is actually funny because if you think about it, they did do a spot with a golf cart like on the WrestleMania 20 because mm -hmm. they had that hardcore match where there was Raven, Big Show, and Kane, and I forget who did it to who, but somebody ended up using a golf cart in that match. So like they did technically originate that kind of spot, but I feel like that will forever now be sort of synonymous with the Sammy Guevara because of the whole, you know, Matt Hardy trying to run him down thing. Yeah, but Stone Cold used to drive all kinds of shit to the ring, and he did drive a golf cart for a while, and he would chase motherfuckers down. That is true, yeah. Stone Cold drove, I mean, let's think about what Stone Cold drove to the ring. Oh, yeah, fucking everything. ATV, fire truck. Zamboni. Uh, beer truck. I think he drove a Zamboni. Zamboni, yeah, he drove a Zamboni. He's driven four-wheelers. He's driven golf carts. He's driven fucking everything to the ring, man. I forget. I don't know if this happened on TV or if this was like an after show type thing, but I recently saw a clip of Brock Lesnar driving Stone Cold's ATV, which is a fucking like around the ring, which is a very surreal sight because you're basically seeing somebody that's the size of an ATV driving an ATV. So it just looks like somebody put another ATV on top of the ATV. And it's just like, you know, that's fucking crazy. It's like a four wheeler on a four wheeler. Um, mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. I, 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 why do I remember seeing that? I've also seen the 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 after Raw uh, video that you're, you you mentioned. I've seen that. I have it. Right. Yeah. They, they okay. made fun of Tony Chimmel a lot, and then it was like there's some clips of King just making fun of like people in the audience being ugly. Yeah, and I've talked about the part where they were 
begging for it was it was Triple H, it was Vince, Stone Cold, I believe, and Undertaker in the ring. And Booker T. Did I mention Booker T? Book, oh, smart, you're cutting out again here. Uh, Booker T was in the ring with them. And I've mentioned this before, like I said. And they were all trying to make The Undertaker do the spin Even Vince did one. And Taker wouldn't do it. He never did it. He, he, he even took Vince aside like, you're going to completely kill my fucking character. Stop, 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 stop. So, no, nah, he never did it. Never did it. Never did. But that was that was always pretty cool. I like that one. Maybe we need to, uh, that might be something to maybe do on a really slow, shitty week of wrestling. Maybe watch that and talk about it. Um, anyway, he walks out of the interview, gets in the golf cart. He sees Apollo because Apollo's looking for him. He doesn't know that Big E, he thinks Big E is looking for him. Apollo's looking for him. Big E's looking for Apollo. Apollo looking for Big E. Big E looking for Apollo. There we go. We got it all settled now. They start brawling a little bit. Uh, Big E drives the golf cart right into the, uh, arena there they start brawling biggie hits apollo with a trash can he throws him against the wall uh, more than once he kind of ragdolls him off the wall a few times the wall was padded finally the refs come to break it up and we see apollo get in the golf cart and take off just took off so smart are you you back buddy you're quiet again man you're gonna have to find that duct tape you're in Tennessee. I know y'all got an abundance of duct tape there. I'm in Texas and we've got it. <laughs> Every I see duct tape on all kinds of shit. But uh all right, you're having a few issues there. I'm gonna we, we don't have much left and um maybe I'll try to talk slower. But uh again, Biggie, Apollo, I think the both these guys are really just honing in on new characters for the, I don't know if it's just for this match. I hope it's not. I would like to see Big E kind of continue this really intense, intimidating, angry slash serious guy that he should be. He's a fucking beast of a man. He's huge. I would like to see that. And Apollo, like I said, he feels like he's comfortable in this character. I'm going to give this character a chance and I don't see a reason not to. I, I, I thought Apollo was a talented guy before. I, He's going to have the same matches. He's going to still be great in the ring. So whatever. Let him do it. And I'm going to see what happens. <clears throat> right, Smart? Right. All right. So we do get to be. <laughs> I'm not steamrolling you, buddy. I can't hear you. Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler, always with Nia. The match was going just fine. Going swimmingly, if you will. Uh, Natalia and Tamina run in, and that was pretty much the end of the match there. Um, I honestly didn't see the last bit of it, but uh, we get Edge. Finally, the main event here, Edge versus Jey Uso. Uh, the winner of this match is the special enforcer once again for the main event of uh, this little fast lane match coming up here. So we're going to see what happens in that match. Obviously, Sunday, me and Smart hopefully will get to do predictions. If Smart doesn't, you're going to have to hear me predictions but uh, i think he'll be back in a minute hopefully he went and looked for duct tape um maybe some gum whatever we'll hold it together now let me just start by saying this now by no means was this a was was this a bad match 
It was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It was a good match. But it was kind of just a match. I didn't see anything really hot doggy special. I know. Edge is, I don't want to say fragile, but, you know, I'm sure they're going to be a little light with them, especially with the match coming up, this, uh, you know, everything going on this weekend. Um, Not that he's in the match, but we'll see how he gets involved in it. Um, Just kind of a match, though. Edge did get the win, and he is going to be the special enforcer for Fastlane, which brings out, of course, Roman coming down and spearing pretty much everybody in the goddamn ring he speared. Literally everybody except Jay. And um, we leave with uh, Daniel Bryan on the mat and Roman Reigns holding up that title. So uh, that was SmackDown right there. Um, Good show. I got to tell you, if you sit there and ask me to compare SmackDown to Raw, SmackDown was light years better. Light years fucking better than Raw. Oh, my God. Um, In my opinion, at least. So, all right. I guess from there... I'll give him a couple little news bits. Um, Smart's got a few news bits of his own. Hopefully, we'll get him back. Actually, you know what? Since we were just talking about Big E, I got a little Big E video to play. Um, it's about a minute long. Big E, at one point, had a uh, a video that went kind of viral when he was before. I believe it was before New Day, actually. And he was in a matchup. I'll look at who it was in a minute. It's only a minute thing here. And um, I'll look at who it was. But he used his gyration to knock down his opponent. Um, One sec. Let me see if I can remember who that was here. It was Big E versus, I want to say it was Dolph. Who else would sell for him like that but Dolph or... I think that was Dolph. That's Ziggler. It was him versus Ziggler. Obviously at a house show. And um, he gyrates and Dolph falls down from it. It was pretty funny. It was kind of a viral video. The uh, Let me get this real quick. The guys over at um, WrestleBotch had him on. And I guess they did with them. Or actually, it was the guys at Hollywood Raw. Is what it is. And I believe they have something to do with WrestleBotch. I think they're all tied together. But they do a thing called Hollywood Raw. They had Big E on. And uh, let me stop talking and just play it for you guys. Here you go. Big E explains what was going on with his gyration power. One of our friends of the podcast, my buddy Ryan, who runs WrestleBotch, he wanted mm-hmm. to ask you a question about a famous video oh. of you. Uh, oh, Dax, no. show the video. I can guess what. What what happened there? What did you do? It was the power of my hips. You didn't see the energy, uh, you know, that that rose from my groin area uh, and and hit Dolph. So that's that's it's a live event. And what we do on live events, and that's why I miss live events. Live events are you, like the point is to entertain people. So it's a little bit more loose than uh, TV is, which you know is a little bit more hard hitting. But you know, the live events is just kind of you just. It's just you and your friends for the most part. You just try stuff and you try to make people laugh. And that's that's what Dolph decided to do with that. So I <laughs> I thrusted my hips and the it was the centrifugal force. 
I think emanated from from the hips and and hit him in his sternum area, which knocked him back. Well, I I think that explains it. Uh, obviously, you see, it was the power of his hips and the and the and the boost from the groinal area. Yeah, that's what it was. Pretty cool. I like that. Once again, I just think Big E is just great and uh, things like that. I mean, that that he's just. He's got the best personality. Uh, again, I think they should just strap the fucking title on this guy, throw him on every goddamn news station, everywhere else. Let the guy go. Let him go. So, but uh, there you go. There's the explanation on that. I, you guys probably all saw that video a long time ago. I forget. It was obviously a long, been definitely over a year because they haven't done a live show in over a year so. There's that right there. Uh, let me see what do we got here. We did get a little update. WWE has started selling tickets. Um, they started today, actually. WrestleMania, uh, their public relations put out that uh, WrestleMania is back in business. And tickets to the two-night event will go on sale today, March 19th. Tickets started at 10 a.m. Eastern Time today. Um, again, they range from $35 to $2,500. So you decide what you want to spend and spend it. Um, now, they also were pushing to get 45,000 fans, which is basically one of the things that held them up. We said the other night that they were going through, kind of going with back and forth with the government and all the regulations with COVID and how many can they have, how many can't they have. So they were originally pushing for 45,000. I guess they've agreed to do 25,000. So we're getting 25,000 fans in attendance for WrestleMania. That's, a, th that's great. That's awesome. I, I really can't wait to hear a real crowd again. I know AEW's got people in there, but it's still a small crowd. Um, I almost think AEW's going to, just decide to let fans back in very quickly, if not before WrestleMania, but very quickly after, if not. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they've agreed to 25,000 fans. So that, it's going to be nice to hear 25,000 people cheering. And I, I believe, I mean, the, the, the arena has a capacity of 75,000. So it's going to be a lot of empty seats, which, no one can complain about because they can only have a quarter. I mean, they, they, if the place fits 75, they can only have 25. That's that's a quarter. So actually, it's not it's a third. Excuse me. Um, a third of what of the arena filled. So nothing to bitch about. It's just going to be the way it is. So, But 25,000 fans is going to be nice to hear. Um, again, you get some good, good sounds, good chants, which I'm definitely looking forward to. So definitely going to be a good time man so looking forward to that and uh let's see what else do i have here spark are you back let me see here no you're still on hold he's working on it again all right um in the meantime i'm gonna kind of wait a little bit here <clears throat> the observer i mentioned this before in the intro of the show wrestling observer rated the Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa match, which we talked about Wednesday night, which we put over Wednesday night as just a fucking hell of a match. Probably one of the best 
I don't even know if you just say the best women's matches. One of the best matches I've, I mean, in that I've seen in a long time. Just an incredible, incredible match. Um, really, really enjoyed this. So, Meltzer, he does his little ratings thing. Um, now they did call it him and uh, Brian Alvarez called it one of the top three or four American women's wrestling matches in history alongside Sasha versus Bailey at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, um, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, Sasha versus Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina on Raw, and Charlotte versus Becky at WWE Evolution. They rated it a three out of four. Pretty good, I think. I Pretty good, but I... Doesn't Meltzer usually do a five-star system? Is he at four for the women or something? I, I'm confused. Meanwhile, three out of four is not bad, but I, I, I got to tell you, I think the way these girls went out there, I mean, if you saw this, just everything going on, I think they deserved a four out of four for that fucking match right there. Those girls. I mean, I, in my opinion, that's what it should have been. Let's be honest. Uh, if this match happened, say, overseas... I believe it would have gotten a four from old Dave Meltzer, but it didn't. It happened here, and um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I guess you can. I mean, it wasn't the most perfect match, but I mean, for AEW, that was a hell of a match right there. So I don't know. I thought I had a video of uh, something with that. I don't know where it went, but. I had it at one point. Um, I'll look for it again here to see if I can find it. Um, but anyway, let's move on real quick. Uh, Smart, you're not back yet, huh? Nope, he's working on it. I might need to take one more quick break. We'll see what happens here. Um, wow, I think I might be out of news. But Oh, one little bit of news we can definitely get into here. Uh, WWE announced, I believe it was earlier today, and I wasn't sure if it was a joke, but it seems not to be, WrestleMania is going to be hosted by, remember it's a two-night event, we get it on Saturday and Sunday, April 10th and 11th, Hulk Hogan, one night, I am thinking, and Titus O'Neil, the next night. Let that sink in for a second. Not quite sure what they're doing here. Is this the Hulk Hogan Apology Tour? Possibly. I guess we'll find out. But it, it kind of seems like it. And again, it was right from their public relations Twitter with the blue check mark. So, And I've seen it on more sites than just that. So it seems like it is something real that is happening. Um, I guess we will just have to see what the hell is going on with that. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I know Hulk Hogan's not going to do anything live on air to embarrass himself. He would never do that. Never. But who knows? They may, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, we'll see what goes on with that. Um, what else do we have here? Man. Got all the smart stories left. I'd kind of like to have him see if we can get those going. Tell you what, let me take one quick break here. 
and I will make it quick. It'll be less than five minutes. I guarantee that. Let me, uh, let's see if we can get Smart back on here, see if I can figure out what's going on. Maybe I can help him somehow. And going to take one more quick break. Be one song, two at the most, and uh, we will be back in, uh, in just a couple minutes here. Uh, luckily, downloaders, you won't even know. So be right back. All right. Well, I'm back. Um, didn't get smart back yet. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe the cord broke. Who knows? But um, hopefully we'll get him back by the end. Now, I did find that, again, we were just talking about that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Uh, I guess we could just call it a hardcore match at this point. Um, match. And I found a video of uh, the AEW put out a little exclusive of it of uh, after the match. And... Um, it's a little bit visual, but you can hear a lot of cheers. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's almost it's two two minutes and 50 seconds. Um, I'll play a little bit of it just to hear some of the reactions of everybody. Uh, the first person you're going to hear talking to her is Tony Khan. Um, maybe I'll play it all. I mean, what the hell? You're either going to listen to me or you're going to listen to this. So <laughs> some of you might rather listen to this. So here we go. Let's go ahead and get this playing. It's going to be in the book. Omega down there. It's eligible for the show of the year and everything. It's eligible for the show. Walking backstage now. Everyone's backstage clapping. Everyone. Sheeta's hugging her. Well, I think we can safely say one of the most intense, one of the most physical matches we've ever seen, and certainly one of the greatest events that we've ever seen on Dynamite. And here is the winner of the Lights Out match, Thunder Rosa, who is more of a survivor than a winner. Congratulations, and I know you're very emotional about this night. I am. This means everything for me. I mean, as you guys know, I come from nothing. And seven months ago, I came here to make a statement, and that was to put women's wrestling on the map. And tonight, with blood, sweat, and tears, I just show you that, that women's wrestling should be valued everywhere. And I'm very, very proud of this. Congratulations on your win. Ladies and gentlemen, Thunder Rosa, the winner of an incredible event, the Lights Out match here tonight on Dynamite. Congratulations again. I know it's a big night. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for believing in me and believing in the Thunder Army. Los amo, los quiero. Arriba Mexico! Where's Reba? Back to Britt. Reba! Get going so I get these tacks out of your back and shit. I feel like a lot of them shook out. They did. They did. You got a couple on your back, so. Yeah, you. My mom only watched that. Oh, no. I almost didn't watch that. 
Meltzer, maybe Meltzer will like it. Let's fucking do it. I already told you, that's my goal. Five stars, I already mixed it up. Oh, wait, don't push in there. Obviously pulling the thumbtacks out of her back. I'll wait until tomorrow. Oh, man. I did good. Mox is going to be so proud. Mox is going to be proud. Jericho's going to be proud. It seems like one can happen. Ow, that one hurt. Don't push that hurt. I'm not pushing. You okay? Uh, I, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I, I'm hurting, but it, I'm okay. Yeah. All right, now. Uh, ooh, 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 smirk. Oh, I had him, and then I lost him. Now, I'm not crazy about the fact that she mentioned, oh, maybe Meltzer will like it. I, I mean, no one should be having matches going, maybe Meltzer will like it. No, that's not what you should be having matches for. Not at all. Um, I think he might have, maybe he's restarting. Um, but, you know, again, I love the match. What a, one hell of a tough, uh, tough girl. You know, she's back there laughing and, you know, Moxley will love it. Moxley will love it. That, that was cool to hear. You know, she's going out there trying to make Moxley like it, which he probably loved that fucking match. He was probably sitting there cheering it on the whole time. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Smark has, let's see, two, plus he had some on Messenger here, a couple of stories. Ow, let me see which, if one of them I can get into here. Um, let's see, we said Jim Ross talking about, um, Andrade in the beginning here. Now, Jim Ross says that WWE denying Andrade's release shows that they are keenly aware, in his words, that's a quote, of AEW. Uh, I'll go ahead and read this real quick. Not really a long, uh, it is long, but I'll read a little bit of it here. On the latest episode of the Grilling JR podcast, Jim Ross spoke about the recent news about John Laurinaitis's being back as WWE's head of talent. Ross was widely known on the screen as the lead commentator of Monday Night Raw for decades, but he was also the head of talent relations for WWE for years and was responsible for hiring superstars like John Cena, Edge, and Christian, and Batista. Uh, Ross said he was a bit surprised that WWE chose to bring back Laurinaitis in that role, um, so he gets on with that stuff, so, you know, good for him, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Ross uh, said Laurinaitis getting the job back after having it in the early 2000s just shows that there aren't many people in the business with the ability to do the job. He's right about that. He said he's hopeful that one day AEW can, uh, can uh, that one day, hold on. Sorry about that, everybody. There's Smart back once again, I think. I think. No, I can't hear him. Um. And he mentions, you know, guys like Christian Cage and Paul White moving over to uh, AEW. And basically he's saying, um, as reported last week, um, we knew that Andrade did request his release and was denied. And he said, I'm surprised during this COVID climate that people are asking for their release, JR said. You damn sure don't want to ask for a release unless you've got somewhere to go and can establish some stability and financial security. I don't know if he has that. Or doesn't have that. I'm not as familiar with his work. Andrade, as a lot of guys are. I don't watch as much WWE TV as people would expect. I have different viewing habits now. I'm not going to watch three hours of Raw. Oh, I don't blame him for that one right there. Um, 
unless you thought it out and you got a good long-range plan in place, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. It's an act of defiance or an act of anger. That's probably not the right reason to ask for a release, especially if he doesn't have somewhere to go. And he's right. There's not a lot of places to go. Um, and uh, he said Andrade's release request well, it's uh, denied by the company. We all know that. And this is what he said. Now I'm going to get to the meat of it here, and that's going to be the last one I'm going to read. Um, to me, it says WWE is keenly aware of AEW, Ross said. We're not that piss ant company that Triple H said we were going to be at the beginning. If I were, Andrade he was talking about, um, I hope he's thought it out. Right now, the most significant thing in his timeline is he's dating and living with Charlotte. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> Ouch, Jim. He is a good worker, don't get me wrong. He looks great, but right now he hasn't distinguished himself. He's another guy, a very talented other guy. Damn, Ross sending out some backhanded compliments here. Uh, <laughs> here. Uh, would I like to work with him someday? Why not? I'm not surprised that WWE refused it because that allows them to not make him happy or, go, or, or, or another company happy. They don't give a shit if he sits at home till the contract's over. If you're going to dig yourself in a hole, get ready to step in it. You think he endeared himself to the decision makers in WWE? I don't. And that's the end of it right there. So, uh, I mean, they're obviously aware of AEW. You're, this is their business. They do what they do. You know, they're in wrestling. You're in wrestling. It's kind of the way it fucking goes. So, yeah, they're aware of what's going on. But I think it's got more of WWE. I think Jim Ross nailed it. I think it's more of not wanting to make him happy or another company happy, any other company, because things are starting to slowly come back. There's more than just Texas reopened. Um, and by the way, I've seen zero, zero change in masks around here. You still have to wear a mask freaking everywhere. Um, it's just... you. No one should be yelling at you for not doing it because there's nothing they can do. Um, but <laughs> I see no change. Everyone's still wearing a mask that I see around here. Um, so there there you go. I, I, again, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with JR, but I'm not sure. I think it's more of WWE being, WWE being petty and not wanting to make this fucking guy happy. I, I see that being more of a, uh, of a reason than anything else. So... Um, Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, knock out predictions and probably go ahead and just wrap this show up. Uh, looks like Smart's not coming back. We don't really have that much more. to. Uh, we, we got a few more things to get into, but we can go ahead and save them for Wednesday. And um, let's go ahead and knock out these predictions real quick. I'm going to knock them out fast. I'm going to start at the bottom, which is going to be Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Kind of surprised they kept this just a regular singles match. I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. Um, Shane won so easily. I'm thinking Braun gets a hold of him this time, and they're going to give Braun some comeuppance. I'm going to go with Strowman on this one right here. Uh, let's see. Nakamura versus Seth. Wow. Man, they're so gun shy pulling the trigger with Nakamura doing anything I'm just gonna have to go with the old go-to for WWE which is Seth Rollins winning the match by hook or by crook um I wouldn't even doubt if we had a a Buddy Murphy run in and 
you know, maybe help them out in some way. Um, you know, Seth, giving them a dirty look afterwards. Now, we've got this intergender match with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. We all know this. This ain't going to happen. We all know it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. We all know that. Um, I believe we're going to have The Fiend come back uh, this week is what I think is going to happen on Sunday. And um, I don't want to pick either one because I think The Fiend is going to come back and there's not even going to be a match. And Orton's going to get his ass kicked and there's going to be nothing. I think it's going to be nothing. So I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm just going to not even say anything because that's what I think is going to happen. I'm not even going to pick a winner here. No one's winning. It's going to just be a shit, a, 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 a shit fest. So let's see what happens there. Now, we do have a no-holds-barred match, uh, no match between uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus here. Man, tough one here, tough one, tough one. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Drew winning this one. I'm gonna go with Drew. Uh, they've been really behind pushing Drew, and I think I'm gonna go with Drew. Um, next matchup is a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Big E versus Apollo. Hmm. This would be a good time to establish Apollo and keep this feud going, wouldn't it? Seriously, wouldn't this be a good time to do that? I think it would be. I think it would be a good time to have Apollo win this match. And, um, no, you're not going to give him the title with this new character. It's going to stay on Biggie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Biggie. Biggie. I'm going with Biggie. Done. Not moving. Next, we got a singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, obviously, we said before, Edge is going to be the special guest enforcer for this match. It's Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I don't see any reason to take that belt off of Daniel, off of, I'm sorry, off of Roman Reigns this close to Mania being, what, three weeks away at this point? Uh, no. No. No, that's not going to happen. So I'm sticking with Roman retaining Jay may or may not get involved. Edge. Edge may even turn. You never know. Edge may even turn a little bit here. Uh, have a little bit of a heel run. So who knows. And the last thing we've got here. Oh, Smart saying uh, Big E for the Big E match there. He's going with Big E. Uh, Roman. He's going with Roman also on this one here. Um, let's see. We've got uh, the last match here they have on Wiki. Tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. They're going to be with Reginald. That's what it says. Versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Again, we're so close to Mania, but they might. And I'm. And I know this match is obviously not going to be the main event. It's just the way. This is the way it's listed on Wiki. Um, I went from the bottom to the top, so. Mm -mm -mm. I just don't know what to do here. Choo, 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 choo. 
it would be interesting to put it on them this close to Mania. And let's face it, they haven't really built any other storyline. I could see Reginald, old Reggie there. Maybe Sasha put him in as a as kind of a little a spy, a mole. Hmm? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right, there you go. Smart's agreeing with me, Sasha. But I mean, literally right now we have no titles changing hands. We have three title matches and no titles changing hands. I I think I'm with Sasha and Bianca on this one too, Smart. I think this will be something interesting. And once again, they're they they they've always got to give Sasha a friend that she suddenly it's just weird. They just always got to pair her with someone. Not. They don't feud too late. They're they're friends. They feud. They're friends. They feud. They, this is like Bailey time. You know, Bailey squared. It's the same thing here. So, all right. Uh, yeah, it looks like Smarks obviously not getting his connection back. I think he broke his cord. I hope your cord's okay, Smark. Fix your cord, buddy. And we'll get you back. Don't worry about it. We'll get him back on uh, on Wednesday night. And uh, that's it. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair winning that one. And that is the last match on there. Uh, like I said, we'll save everything else for Wednesday if Mark wants to talk about it. Otherwise, I don't think I mentioned anything else in the, um, in the intro. So we can go ahead and roll past that. I'm going to go ahead and knock out the plugs and wrap this show up. I'm tired. I've still got three beers left. And it's a Friday night. And I can sleep tomorrow. Oh, I'm so happy. So fucking happy. So, here we go. I'm going to roll the old take y'all drunken ass home. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to. And I am home. So, here we go. Let's go ahead and knock these plugs out. Of course, we always start with the high marks. That is, of course, Cheese Man, Mojo, G-Wiz, and you know where to listen to them. I know where to listen to them. So, let's go listen to them. Where? Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Don't forget, two T's when you type Metal Mitt. Two T's in Mitt Network. And uh, check them out. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, The Inhuman Experience. Check them out. Apple, Google, all the usual podcast platforms. Check out The Inhuman Experience over there. And they are the Inhumans. And you want to be subscribing so you get that show. And, of course, everything on Scripted Wrestling Podcast. You guys want to be checking those guys out, too. Once again, you got Eric. You got Doug. You got Daniel. Clanith jumps on. He wiped me out in uh, the last... Uh, game we played in the debate killed me, wiped the floor with me and uh, once again couldn't have lost to a better man, he had great arguments and I couldn't even couldn't even come back from him so definitely check out the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, they do all kinds of stuff over there, uh, check them out on Blog Talk Radio or on all the usual podcast platforms Steve Milan, much appreciated sir, you sharing the show, find him over there reviewing those films on Letterboxd that's B-O-X-D dot com slash Stephen Milan and you can always get us on Spreaker you can get us on Facebook, you can find us even on YouTube, you can also find us on Anchor, Stitcher iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn Player FM, anywhere you find amazing podcasts and on that note folks i know we had a few little hiccups tonight i appreciate everybody hanging around for it and uh that is it we will see you guys hopefully smark will get his 
shit fixed over there, motherfucker. And uh, we'll come on back over here on Wednesday night. I will, I will definitely be back. And I'm pretty sure Smark will be back over here with me. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate everybody going and hanging out with us once again. Appreciate everybody who downloads the show. Thank you. And... Drink some more. Time for the band to hit the door. We're going home. It's time to take the band home. It's all right.